0: Hi folks. Uh, No content warning. Letter show week. That's all I got on that one. Uh, But we do tend to swear a lot, so uh, keep that in mind. And finally, when we do swear, often is it it is at all the animals in the house. Um, Sergey is. I appeased Sergey earlier, so he's not around right now. But there is a hound. There may be other cats coming through. And uh, oh, hi Shaw. And occasionally there are. Rooster noises, I I don't know. The new microphones don't really pick up the the ambient rooster noises so much. So, hey, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 212. And like I said, it's a letters week. So, we have letters in a little bit. Uh, My productivity this week has been, oh yeah, I'm on call. So, that's really just, that that explains it. Although, the one (coughs) project I've been working on leading... For the last, or, or you know, project managing for the last like two months is now on that very, very edge, that verge that there's one thing left to do, and it should happen tomorrow morning, and we can do the big, you know, we can celebrate that we hit uh, a goal. So hey, I'm I'm real happy about that. Uh, meanwhile, in Ursula Land,
1: uh, well, it is it is not quite the week of Mondays I had last week. No. But in addition to everything else, my laptop has now uh, started, um, uh, it, it it
0: overheats on the regular now.
1: I had to ask the coffee shop to put it in the freezer twice,
0: twice Twice. twice, since last week. Yes. And how many times did you put it in the freezer at home?
1: Only once, so it's only been three times.
0: Right, but that's...
1: Um, And Kevin informs me that uh, apparently putting it in the freezer when it is hot enough to fry an egg is not a long-term use strategy is, no. for my laptop.
0: No, it is not.
1: And it was only six years old.
0: I'm giving her the look.
1: I mean, look... It... My Amiga 500 lasted years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you have even amused Shepherd with that. Yes, statement. Shepherd
1: just wandered by laughing. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean they
0: don't make them like they used to. I will agree to that one. Like, yeah, I, I could dig my TRS 80 that's been in the attic for probably 20 years now. I could dig it out, dust it off, plug it in, and it would boot. So yeah, yeah they they it's not. They're, it's not the same as as no. like when we started in this.
1: It's planned obsolescence, I it's, tell you. It's
0: not planned obsolescence. Planned obsolescence, it should have... What, Shepard? You're giving me a look now.
1: I double-dog dare you to go get the Trash 80 and boot it up.
0: Uh, okay, so the problem with getting the Trash 80 out of the attic...
1: Double-dog... Uh, he'd stare. have to clean the attic.
0: I would have to clean the attic because the attic entrance is at one end... And the Trash 80 is at the other.
1: I'm just saying. Well. we have invoked the bro code. Oh, y- I yes, see. Yes, but the time frame is up for.
0: Can, can we do it when it's not 110 degrees up there? That much at least is reasonable. Um,
1: anyway. Uh bro code. One hundred and ten mm. degrees is reasonable.
0: It's 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 unpleasantly hot in the attic in summer.
1: I, I don't think it's one hundred and ten. It's probably like one hundred and twenty. But uh, it
0: might be. I don't know. Yes, yep. plus
1: humidity. Anyway,
0: plus humidity.
1: Uh, no, no. so I had to go shell out money for a new laptop, and Kevin keeps telling me it's not planned obsolescence. It's that I apparently. You ran it into the ground and now it was going to catch fire.
0: You have look you have you have gotten more than your money's worth out of that laptop over the years. You have it has been a great little companion and workhorse. And now it is time to put it out to pasture
1: I suppose, but it's only six years. What is this silliness? But I can
0: I can hear IT people like it, 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 still it still gets macOS updates. It's not quite that old, but I've got her to order a M1 Air with eight GPUs and eight cores, and it's got double the hard drive space. And it's going to you're going to be like this is so fast. And
1: everybody online was telling me if I could just open it up and spray dust on it and get the cat hair out, it might be fine.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, although you did say something about the heat and the battery and the.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I, that was my first thought: was is the battery starting to swell? Right, and the other thing is that, of course, since it's lithium-ion batteries, if it gets too cold for too long, those are the ones that you can't put in cargo holds because they explode. So,
1: I mean, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I am I am filled with with sorrow and uh apparently have a new laptop and it's fine, it's just it feels like such a waste of money. The problem is I'm cheap. That's really yeah, what it comes I know, down to I, is I, I, I don't love gadgets and I'm cheap. And I will cling to an old piece of tech until basically it explodes. Which uh, you are telling me is a significant that is uh, possibility yes, it is now in this significant, case, yeah, it,
0: or it will catch your nice leather laptop bag on fire.
1: Now, I got it, that leather laptop bag at a thrift store, incidentally. Yes, army surplus.
0: How long? How long did you drive? It's it's under the desk over there. the, the one tower over there. How long did you drive that for?
1: Is that the one I had when we hooked up? Yes, Oh uh. well, my first husband built that custom for me.:
0: Yes, and you ran it until you could no longer In run
1: Minnesota, I think, which would have been yeah, uh I know, way before yeah, uh... when did I get rid of that?
0: uh 2009 ish because i or 2010 because you could no longer run your drawing program on it or you would start photoshop and then you would you know go and you would go out and get a coffee and maybe do the grocery shopping and come back and then it would be started
1: it it yeah it it took a while
0: and then the the, no it must
1: have been after 2010. Well, I don't know. Anyway, the point is that... And then um, the Mac
0: Tower that you kept...
1: Okay, yeah. All right. And then I had the Mac Tower for um, about nine years. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And if the one laptop weren't so heavy, the one that took the place of your your tower, I would say just use that. But I know how things go. And you like having a, a light machine to do your writing on.
1: Yes, it doesn't have to do anything fancy. I'm not asking it to run video games. Right. So it just has to run Word. Yes. Anyway, yeah, so the problem is <laughs> just that that I am cheap and and whenever I have to buy a big thing like a computer that and I don't mind buying appliances like I'm like, okay, we needed a new fridge, and I'm like, okay, that that is a thing that we definitely need. And we've
0: we've been through, like,
1: four fridges in the time you've been here. No, we haven't. Like, three. Still. Okay, the one, one, like, broke down early and didn't have the one part, and then, yeah. And then, okay, but anyway, the moral (laughs) of the story is that... Um, I had to get a new laptop and this is, and I feel guilty because there are, you know, uh, there are probably, like I could give that money to, to support a charity or something rather than, than spend it on a, okay, but I guess I do need a laptop to make money so that I have the money to give uh-huh, the charity. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. oh,
0: I know, I know. Yes. Change is hard.
1: It's not even that. It's you grow yeah. up poor and you feel this, like, intense guilt over spending money. And that's, you know, that's the, fair. To die fair. in a ditch next to Walmart. And then... Yeah.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Mur promised me. Yes. She would drag you to the ditch next to Target.
1: Mur is a true friend. That's right. So anyway, yes, I had to do that. And this book is kicking my ass slightly less since Kevin reassured me that it is not terrible and there is at least one genuinely scary part.
0: Jesus, I, I'm so glad you put it on the paper, because if you just kept that inside, I would fear for my life.
1: And, uh, what? I'm very... You, I'm a pacifist. I, I'm yeah. not, not like, philosophically a pacifist so much as necessity has made me a pacifist. <laughs>
0: yeah okay yeah, yeah
1: like i believe that sometimes force is justified i am just not personally capable of producing it uh yeah so uh but um yeah i i yeah i was afraid that they were silly the the monsters no mm.
0: no no you you build up to them quite nicely and and you folks listening at home Oh, yeah. We're trying
1: not to spoil her, but I was, I, what really made me feel better about the whole book where I was, like, just ready to delete the whole thing and throw myself off a cliff into the sea was, um... Uh, looking over at purely by accident at a key at the key moment when he hit the the big the big scary bit Ugh. and watching him make the face and try to like phase through the back of the couch to get away from the Kindle and that is that is the the moment of of <laughs> ah, yes
0: yeah yeah it's it's so anyway
1: yes so I'm feeling a little mm-hmm. better except that I have a whole bunch of crap to do both tomorrow. And the day after. Yeah. And so I'm like, what if I don't make word count this week? Because I've only written like 800 words on the thing this week. And I'm like, but I have to write 3,000 words or the apocalypse will come. And yeah, so I have to finish the book in two weeks. And um, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, then we'll, we'll hope that this is, knock on wood, the last of the woes.
1: Yes, and in fairness, it would have been much worse if I had to finish the book in 2 weeks or a week and my laptop had caught fire. Yes. I mean, I save everything to Dropbox, but it would have been a real pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, you would have lost something at that point because, yeah. you know, the sink and all. So yeah, that's that's us this week. Uh, I have letters.
1: Yes, we should listen to letters.
0: And, and we will we will uh, do we will read letters and talk about some of them right after this. So I got letters. I have. I I, I did go through and uh, try to weed out the ones that I was pretty sure we had read before. And so I apologize if someone got accidentally, you know, filed away for later. Uh, but, you know, I read all of them, uh, just not on air. Um, so, and I don't remember, I don't have a note that I read this one last time. So from Corey Large, hi, Kevin and Ursula. I hope you're enjoying having the house to yourselves after a year and a bit of having a full house of people. <laughs> well, they're back. So there's, there's that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if I've submitted this suggestion before. Mommy brain is such a real thing. Oh, Lord, tell me about it. Uh, for anyone who still has a hybrid work schedule, both at home and in the office, I recommend separating out tasks that must be done in the office and stuff you can do at home. I make a task list for each week. Note in the margins if it's something I need to be in my office for, which makes figuring out what to do some days is much easier compared to staring at a long list trying to choose something. Personal planning-wise, I've started using the Alistair method for assigning or noting when a task is done or needs to be done. That has helped me stay on top of tasks instead of telling myself, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I guess that's technically the same thing I'm doing for work, just a different format. Maybe one day I'll be able to volunteer as a tribute again. Once I've gotten my sea legs on this whole parenting thing, haha, like that will happen. No, it really will. It just... It, it takes some time. Baby Colton is now toddler Colton and running around the house like a little crazy drunk man. Fun times. <laughs> yeah, that is that is an accurate, accurate description of, of kids at that age. Um, my parents recently became chicken owners, so it's been fun sharing some of the tidbits you've shared over the years with them. Two hens, no rooster. Their names are roaster and broiler. They're Rhode <laughs> Island Reds. Yes, uh, yeah. we get eggs. To the animals, take care. Uh I will link to Corey's blog post and uh, you know Corey has already been a guest twice. So yeah, and I'm gonna have to read up on the Alistair method because I do not know that one. Um so hey, everybody learned something.
1: Rhode Island Reds, uh for those who are not up on their chicken breeds, are a big ass chicken. Yeah. Uh are the large rooster is a Rhode Island Red. Yes. Uh, the roosters are notoriously aggressive, and yes. uh, one kicked my ass thoroughly when I was a small child, and Lorge has attempted to do so, which is why he has his own pen. But he's so good with the hens that I forgive yeah, him his, yeah. his assault on my person. So, yeah, And he
0: didn't even break your skin that time.
1: Did no, wow. no, no. He, he, he has never, he has never beaten me up the way that uh, that uh, uh, like poor Liz got beaten up that one time by another rooster. So yes, it's, so. it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they are not a breed that I personally, I would never keep a, a Rhode Island Red rooster yeah. like ever again. The Lorge was was accidental and yeah. sort of. But uh, uh,
0: the interesting thing is that I was, I was reading up. Someone had asked me on Twitter about. Um, why America has white eggs, and it's because most of the industrial-laying chickens are uh, white leghorns, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I was doing a little going back and forth, and, you know, Rhode Island Reds are noted for being um, good dual-purpose Breeds.
1: A dual-purpose breed is one that you have for both meat and eggs. Like yes. they, there are plenty of, of great egg hens oh, that yeah. are
0: plenty of great meat birds. Yeah, as well. like
1: Jersey Giants, good meat bird. Not, I mean, they lay eggs, but they're not yeah. like super at it.
0: Like I think I think giant is not laying eggs anymore, yeah, which or is you is know, laying eggs very rarely I,
1: and it's not like you know we're we're going to offer for not laying eggs no. we are we are a sentimental group and not a, a yeah
0: exactly exactly yeah,
1: but uh uh, yeah, and they were bred specifically to try to invent a bird where the the uh Males could be used as turkey substitutes, yeah, basically, yeah. and so uh and Rhode Island Reds are in my experience, are getting up in that same size range,
0: I'm yeah, sure. yeah, with selective breeding over the years uh the they generally lay brown eggs though,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that was that was one of the things I'm like checking to see what breeds lay white eggs, and then cross referencing with American industrial egg production, which I think is a horrible thing, and I'm so glad we're doing our own eggs and not buying them in the stores anymore, yes and um uh, yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, white leghorns, um, of course, much like the brown leghorn, they do get restless. Yes. And try to escape, and...
1: And honestly, I, I having kept a brown leghorn, okay, let us rephrase that, having hosted a brown <laughs> leghorn now Accurate. in f- form of strong, independent chicken, uh, I really feel bad for i mean i would feel bad for any chicken in an industrial farming situation that's terrible but the Leghorns are smart like for chickens yeah and chickens are chickens are weird they fall in like two categories there's the ones that are still basically just a fruit with legs yeah like the giant there is nothing going on in that brain you look you look in the giant's eyeball eyes and you see the back of the eyeball there's nothing there yeah and then you get one like strong, independent chicken who can like plan, and,
0: and she has decided is by wily the
1: way. and intelligent. Yeah. Yes,
0: and she has decided that she does not like the red small tomatoes anymore. She only wants the yellow ones.
1: Yes, she she and and because normally I would go out and harvest tomatoes, and then any that are, have like excessive damage from the leaf bugs or have split and are kind of. Eh, uh, I would toss to the chickens, and Strong Independent will come out of the pen and come basically up to the edge of the garden, and is like, "I know this is where I get treats." So, which has the knock-on that if I leave the house now, Strong Independent follows me because I am the, the you, tomato you, yes, flinger. Yeah. Now she just won't eat any of the red ones. She's like, "Nope, these are these are common. Bring uh, you you may throw me yellow tomatoes. I will eat no others. Yeah. I have had enough. Yeah.
0: And and." You know. Meanwhile, the other chickens, if I throw them any tomato, they're like, "Oh my god, tomato!" tomato." Earlier today, I took a a squishy cucumber to them. I I cut it up and handed out chunks. And yeah, that one
1: particular variety of cucumber is not working at all.
0: Yeah, well, the chickens love it.
1: Good, good. Yeah, I I tried a new variety grown from seed, and I forget what it was called, but whoa, it does not work. Yeah,
0: apparently, it was so tasty that uh, um, I'm worrying about uh, Buffy's eyesight because she went to like. Like, I had no more cucumber, and she was, like, pecking at my hand for more.
1: I don't think that's an eyesight problem. Well. <laughs> that's a, I might get flesh I-might-get-flesh-that-tastes-of-cucumber problem.
0: That's fair. Yeah. All right.
1: Anyway, so, uh, yes, mm-hmm. I uh, Rhode Island red hens, however, awesome. But uh, if you're thinking of getting into chickens... Uh, Rhode Island red roosters are definitely expert level. Do not attempt at home for a first chicken. Orpingtons. Orpingtons are good. Orpingtons, Cochins. Mm -hmm. I, I, I still love the Dominiques. They, they are a a great little chicken. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, thank you, Corey. Uh, I think there's, there's another one from you too, that we'll talk about, which has to do with tomatoes. I think I already forwarded that one to you. I don't know if you read it or not. Um. But uh, my
1: email has been a horror show ever since uh, you finally fixed the contact form on my website. Mm -hmm. And now all that spam that's been coming through for uh, years is and now and I'm trying to do everything right and set my junk mail controls and teach it and filter. But there's so much like it's all like fix your handwriting spam. That's the big thing is, you know, you can write legibly and I'm like, but I don't want to. Yeah, that's anyway. what
0: typing's for. Anyway, yes, uh, this one's from Tango. Um, I love Dino's line: "There is no legacy as rich as honesty," and I think there's there's a lot of truth in that.
1: As a fiction writer, I uh, I will will agree to disagree. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> Sharon is finally caught up to nearly current. Woo! Uh,
1: Sharon, so... your dedication awes and humbles me. <laughs>
0: um, from Sharon, oh damn, I wish I could try helping out on one of these English learning discords. I was one of two native speakers of English in my grad program seven years ago, and honestly helping my classmates with the fiddly bits of grammar and putting together final papers was one of the things I really enjoyed. I don't have the brain to teach, but from my experience, a lot of people benefit from just having someone they can run a bunch of questions by in 10 or 15 minutes. Kevin, your salad prep for the whole week sounds awesome, and I'm wondering how I could adapt that to stuff I could buy, I can buy at work. My version would be doubtless. My version would doubtless include a hefty cheese component. Um, I went into survival mode with food during the pandemic: fried egg sandwiches and stuff out of the work food court exclusively for several months. And honestly, I think Costco pizza is not bad. But it might be a while before I can look at a pepperoni, or I can look a pepperoni in the eye again. That's fair. Yeah. Since things started easing up in Massachusetts earlier this year, I have been cooking out of an eastern Mediterranean cookbook to try to convince myself that vegetables are a thing I can eat again. I think I have roasted more garlic in the past three months than I have in my entire life. Yeah.
1: My, my solution for veggies, the, the, the one, like, I will eat as many as I can possibly cram in my face is in a summer roll with peanut sauce. And, like, I will, uh, you put peanut sauce on a brick, I will eat it. You do it with, you know, light, crunchy cucumber and carrots and and rice noodles and I will just, and avocado, and I will just, you know, put that into my face. I I would really kill for a decent Korean or Vietnamese place. In driving
0: distance. In dri- yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. There aren't any that are, are Unless I want to go
1: 45 minutes out of my way.
0: Right, right. Um, so I got this long letter back in June
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, from Wiver Esser, who, she's the, the one who paints the dead animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, so they have they did a new reader drive back in June, mm-hmm. and had asked me to, you know, gr- had they had made the promise that they were going to grab two people and asked all of their readers to grab two people and get them to try it. And so I figured I would, you know, okay, fine, I'll go give it a glance. It's not bad. I, I you know, enjoyed what little of it I've read. Um, but I figured I would share the love. Um, so, I read
1: for fun once. Yeah. In the before time, I do
0: all the fun reading now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, let's see. Where are we here? Um, So, here's the screed. Here's the screed. Tin Soldier is a tasty, organic, serialized story and textured Harry Potter substitute available at tinsoldier.space. Enjoy a chunky mix of magic, gears, public domain content, modified popular song lyrics, and wild characters of all shapes and sizes. Uh, can you, you uh, can you ship them regardless of their various genders, ages, orientations, and entanglements? Yes, you can. Uh, some restrictions based on common decency may apply. All this and more is poured into a crunchy substandard housing shell baked under conditions of extreme pressure by a determined amateur with delusions of competence and served up with the best illustrations, free software, and a few stock photo credits can buy. Mm-hmm. Just taste that frustrated progressivism and the desire to be far more inclusive than J.K. Rowling. Which is not a high bar to clear. Yeah. Wow. Is this hyper-competent girl magic user really black and tin soldier? Do the gay and trans characters acknowledge their identities while still being well-rounded people in their own right? Did we refrain from creating a permanent underclass of magical slaves who go, what the fuck? Even our house slaves. You betcha. And the non-binary author makes their own gravy. Uh, Subtitle or sub the footnote, yeah, for a limited time only. We hope. Um, if you're in need of a quick and easy meal that is delicious and nutritious, do not eat Tin Soldier today or at any time. It is not made of food. Occasionally, Occasional included recipes notwithstanding, but if you're looking for a dramedy that dishes out mood whiplash like a malfunctioning steampunk carnival ride, consume Tin Soldier with your eyeballs now. Despite a concerted effort by the author, it is probably not as easy to read in text-to-speech. Sorry. But you can record it in audio format or translate it to Braille or Morse code with none of those pesky copyright restrictions. Just please donate 50% of profits to charity or the Curse Owl, yes, the Curse Owl, will get you. Um, there's a new reader guide, on it, which I also hardly recommend. Um, so, and uh, you can uh, also there are uh, PDF versions of at least Volume One if you want to read offline. So, I figured I would uh, I would spread the love and the word on that one.
1: These are the people that sent us the screed about uh, a cow and ostrich falling in love and getting turned into jerky that I read as a real screed on because I was drunk, right? Yep uh it's still on the fridge incidentally <laughs> i i have kept well, that screen
0: <laughs> that it will go on the new place for that sort of thing since the new fridge isn't, doesn't have a magnetic front
1: the sides are magnetic so right, it's right. on the, the side over the wine right at the moment but yes uh also what the hell a non-magnetic fridge
0: <coughs> oh, only the doors
1: yeah but the doors are like the front of it is not magnetic what the hell
0: i i know i'm uh I'm working on fixing that. But everything's in white. Everything once in the sizes we need is in white. And I don't want white. No, we need silver. We need silver. All
1: right.
0: Eh. Anyway, go check that out. <clears throat> uh, from Rachel. Um, So I've been meaning to send a good email for about a month now. It's even in my Habitica to-do list. But, well, life and stuff. Quick backstory. Found the podcast via Twitter. Started listening back in late March. And just this weekend caught up to where I first started. Wow! Ah, oh, wow! Like mainlining it. Um, I knew I would get your conversational style when I saw Sean and retweet Ursula's tweet of you holding a chicken, and she captioned it something like "Behold my husband's glorious ahem rooster euphemism." <laughs> I her her heard like a twelve year old knew Ursula was my kind of people. I Look,
1: lo- I, yeah. I, I, I... we we when when you own roosters, frankly, roosters can be a serious pain in the ass. And extra work for everybody. So if you don't use them to make cock jokes at every possible (laughs) opportunity, what good are they, I ask you?
0: Um, I mean, (laughs) yeah. I love all the Dino casts and have gleaned so much advice from him. That alone is a whole separate email, and I hope to reach out to him soon. You mentioned your son goes to college in Asheville. And have mentioned enjoying dark, 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 dark chocolate as a special treat. Family history of diabetes here. So far I've dodged it, but I too want to keep my toes and remind myself that I either go to the gym now to stay healthy or go later for the post-toe removal PT. Have you been to French Broad Chocolate in uh, while in Asheville? I have not. They have dark chocolate up to 100%. Sign me up. I did a tour there about two years ago and will occasionally splurge on an order. It's not cheap, but worth it as a two times a year treat. I found it also freezes well so I can enjoy one piece a week to make it last and keep my toes. Uh, Also, uh, Rachel is volunteering as tribute. Um, About four years ago, my life was thrown in an organizational overdrive when my only parent had two strokes in two months. Oh, no. Uh, I'm single and at the time was working and living 30 miles away and had not had a lot of help from others. You know how it goes everyone offers help while she's in the hospital but once she comes home everyone is busy all day every day and can't even pick up milk at the grocery store i also do fiber arts knitting and spinning and i'm currently cleaning out my mom's house while living in it combined a fully furnished apartment into a fully furnished house that she lived in for 35 years oh yeah no i i will um now that i'm i'm getting caught up i've got all the stuff this this one's on my um on my, yes, yes, I would love to have you on the show. We will, I will, I will be sending you an email.
1: Shout out to everyone who's had to clean out a, a right. relative's uh, house that they lived in for a long time. My grandmother died with, I believe, three houses worth of stuff. Stuff?
0: Yeah, just stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that is why I keep nagging you that we have to clean out the attic because if we are, you know, killed in a freak chicken accident, your children should not have to suffer that.
0: Why? Most of it's their crap anyway.
1: Yes, and we can get rid of it.
0: Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Um,
1: they, uh, they they, don't need, you know, the old... Uh, okay, I don't actually know what children keep, like... <laughs> I don't know, diapers or some shit? No. What are, uh, I don't know, maybe you had cloth diapers.
0: God, no. I mean, I, I appreciate the utility of cloth diapers, and I, I admire everyone who uses them, but oh, hell no. Um,
1: uh, okay, yeah. so not... To, I don't know. Other kids' stuff. The, uh, the little leash things and the, I, we don't the have, no. cages. No. Play pens? That's just a cage that has better branding. I
0: think I gave that away to someone else. A- anyway. Yes. Yeah, uh, I have I have another letter from Tango.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. Um, this is uh, specifically in reference to my interview with uh, uh, Dr. Catherine Firth, which is I have twenty minutes left of this episode, but you all got me on a roll with the following: Perfect is the enemy of done. Perfect hear, is, hear. The, is the enemy of good. Perfect is the enemy of excellent. Related. Perfect is subjective. Perfect is irrational. Perfect is variable. Perfect is a falsehood. If a perfect product existed, the product would have no competitors and everyone who needed the product to accomplish the task it was designed for would think and work in the same way. That's not how people work. Perfect is the enemy of unique, is the enemy of original, is the enemy of adaptive. I cannot agree more. I mean, there's all, there's, I love Tango and when he gets on that deep wisdom thing going, it's just like, dude. I feel you gonna like be okay? there's
1: probably a couple of perfect things, and there's like three companies that make identical ones, like, I don't know, you know, but they're all probably like kitchen gadgets that have been so completely <laughs> refined <laughs> at this point that like every every melon baller looks exactly like every other melon baller yeah. because the melon baller is perfect, and that's just how it is. Uh, this is a hypothetical example because I don't even know what a melon baller looks like anymore. We have one. Of yep. course we do. When was the last time you balled a melon?
0: I use it uh, occasionally to... Um, when I slice apples in half, I'll use it to scoop out the seeds. Uh, yeah. Now I've derailed her.
1: So, uh, I feel like there are some things that probably are perfect, but they're all, like, the super simple shit. Like, levers and... And, and, and very specific. Screws. Like... Like, you're not gonna make a better screw. A screw is just a screw. And the... the I'm talking about the little twisty metal thing that goes in a wall. Don't blink at me like that. A screw is not a screw. A screw I mean... is totally a screw. Like, like, yeah, there's 50 million varieties, but they all are basically just a screw. The screw is a perfect object. Like okay. that's what they they like, yeah, okay, some are longer and some are shorter. And some
0: are made for metal and some are made for wood and some are made for drywall.
1: But they're still but like you can't make a better screw because a screw is just is just like, okay, that's what a screw is. Or nails.
0: Okay, yeah. No, a nail is a nail is a nail. It's just size and composition.
1: I mean I suppose you could make a shitty nail where, like the head pops off or something. Yeah, but they do like that. The but I think so I I feel like okay I realized what my problem is here the problem is that I play D and D with Tango and we rule lawyers at each other constantly so the minute you told me this was a Tango content the back of my brain is like no bitch I'm finding a loophole because otherwise because yeah okay yeah uh, sorry Tango uh you, mm. you do it too it's not just me. Anyway, uh, not you, Tango. Not you, Kevin. You, Tango, who may or may not be listening to it. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Right. So, but okay. Yes. Uh, Anyway, leaving aside things like nails, screws, and the lever, you are correct. From Catherine. Wait, Um, I think I had another thing I was going to say, but I really derailed myself with the screws.
0: You'll remember it later, I'm sure. Yeah. Um,
1: It might have been insightful. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, probably not. Go on. So
0: uh, Catherine says, yes, Ted Lasso. I watched that with my parents at some point when I was job searching. And it was so good and we're also not so not sports people. And I was very impressed it never hit secondhand embarrassment, which I hate.
1: Yes, which is amazing that it avoided because secondhand embarrassment kills me. Like, I, I yeah. really hate it. Uh, I could not watch Bridesmaids. Like, Bridesmaids made me viscerally uncomfortable after a point. I was just like... This is, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, you know, Kevin thought it was hilarious, but he does not have the secondhand bears problem. I'm just like, so no,
0: there,
1: yeah. No, there,
0: there, actually, there have been a couple things um, <laughs> that I have not shared with you that I, like, started on, and it was so cringy, even I was like, no. Yeah. No. Um,
1: uh, all right. Oh. Wait, I remembered the perfect thing. Oh, shit. Uh, I have, for the last like week or two, maybe three, been basically binging all of the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney games. Okay. And uh, I am in- I enjoy them thoroughly. They just released the- They just released a big thing on Switch that was like the first three games collected. So, I uh, picked that up and was like. Uh, more or less on a whim, because I was feeling like a visual novel, and after having had my ass kicked by Hollow Knight, and I was like, what is the opposite <laughs> of Hollow Knight? Apparently it's a visual novel. Well, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the villains is a... Uh, and I'm enjoying it Thoroughly really finish the first three, have picked up the, the great Ace Attorney like uh, uh, thing, but in the meantime, playing Miles Edgeworth uh, right. Investigations, because... I am apparently a huge Edgeworth stan. Who knew? Uh, but also the homoerotic subtext is not even subtext. Like, it's it's pretty much text, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the villains, their whole thing is, this must be perfect. This defense is perfect. Uh, my, my case record is perfect. I, no one can be any less than perfect at any time. I will not accept any explanation that is not perfect. And so you rapidly get to uh screw you with your perfection, yeah because like no, this is terrible, so very good at making perfect the the enemy,
0: just in general, yeah yeah,
1: later on in like game four, which I, if we're assuming that edgeworth investigations is is the fourth one, uh she starts to come around and is like uh, sort of an annoying ally but <laughs> Uh, okay. Yes. I recommend them highly.
0: Yes. From Corey, again. uh, Sorry to bother you this late, but I started listening to today's episode, and I have an idea to help with your plethora of tomatoes. If you do not own a dehydrator already, invest in one.
1: We do have one, and the problem is that last year, or maybe two years ago, we made sun-dried tomatoes, and it was a great idea, and then it went in the fridge and no one ate them.
0: Yeah. Uh, We put any tomatoes that don't get eaten into the dehydrator until they're like chips. Seriously, you need to get all the moisture and and give out of them. Then put them in a mortar and pestle, grinding them into a fine powder. Hmm. This was a revelation. We add the powder to pasta sauces and other tomato dishes. It smells amazing.
1: Now that's interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and uh, if the bounty of tomatoes continues...
1: I suspect that uh, uh, it will slow but not stop.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will probably be trying it with uh, some of the red ones.
1: Yes, the, indeterm- the determinate tomatoes, which were mm-hmm. producing the big big beefsteaks, have died. Right. Thank you, Jesus. But uh, the, um, <laughs> the small ones uh, are still going strong, and at least one variety will probably go strong until frost.
0: Uh, okay. Coyote, yeah. coyote, coyote. Oh, the coyote. Coyote yeah, does geez. not
1: stop until frost. Yeah. Which reminds me we absolutely positively have to do shishitos like tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. They're starting to turn red.
0: From Adele. Thanks so much for Productivity Alchemy. I'm doing a PhD and have had a bit of a tricky time with productivity the last 18 months. Uh, who hasn't? And I love hearing you both talk so frankly about the ups and downs of things. I thought you might appreciate that I spent three years thinking about that your other podcast was called Kevin and Ursula Eat Sheep.
1: Um, Yes, 298 episodes of lamb recipes. Uh,
0: Always confuse me a bit, but who am I to judge? Best wishes for it all, and I look forward to the next episode.
1: That's awesome. Particularly given that uh, our our tenant farmer slash friend slash current refugee from the hot temperatures is an actual honest-to-God shepherd who keeps sheep.
0: Yes, yes. Um, Another recent one from Sharon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Giant fuck-off headphones are my personal I'm working sign while I'm at home. No AC in my house, so sometimes the bedroom is untenable and work is happening at the dining room table. As a millennial, I recommend all millennials watch at least the Thanksgiving episode of WKRP to deploy later when social glue in the workplace is needed, primarily with a certain demographic who I will not strictly define, but who may overlap with white guys between 45 and 65. By the way, I am in this letter and I don't, I'm not sure I like it. Um, <laughs>
1: You you made me watch that episode because you quoted it at me, and I was like, "Huh?"
0: Yes. Uh, being... <laughs> so yes,
1: letter writer, you are yes. spot on.
0: Yes, being able to respond appropriately with "As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly" garners truly amazing quantities of goodwill.
1: It yeah the the we were just talking about this today on Twitter the 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 pain of. Having lost, uh, you know, it was mostly professors trying to teach kids going, none of them get my jokes. I say, Bueller, Bueller, and I just get blank looks. And uh, which, you know, totally fair, there's absolutely no reason. I feel that the students need to watch ancient movies in order to, you know, get their professor jokes. But uh, it does mean that this is the thing, like, I never understand why supposedly dudes like want to date super young hot women because oh I'm like, God. but they're not gonna get your references, bro. <sighs> like you're 60 and you want to date an 18 year old. Uh no, you're you're gonna you're gonna make a princess bride joke and once you're done explaining she's gonna go, oh yeah, that came out the year I was born and then you're gonna die. Or like a... your your hip will break instantly.
0: I, I was on a call last night, and and Jacob Crimson. Um,
1: oh my God! Yes, what
0: was like? Oh yes, uh, it was something about having had email for whatever, and I was like, I think I've had email since before you were born. And then we did the math, which was a mistake.
1: Never do the math. Did
0: the math? Yeah.
1: I have a story about Crimson making me feel old, and I'm going okay. to tell it right now. Uh, I see. So here we are. At a convention, and uh, it was a furry convention that shall remain nameless. But I was in—I was working security with Crimson and uh, <laughs> our our friend Talia, mm-hmm. who is also quite young, very young. Yeah, uh, lovely, lovely, marvelous human being whose whose company I enjoy. But every now and again, it's just you walk into—it's like you step on a rake and Ugh. And get slammed in the face. and for reasons that are too lengthy to go into uh, a someone dressed as a chicken had done a bad thing, and security yeah. was now attempting to track down the guy dressed as a chicken in order to uh, to ask a few questions about the bad thing and perhaps boot him from the con. This was reported to us, and yeah. I said, ha." they've come to snuff the rooster and waited and crickets just crickets and I was like Alice in Chains you know they've come to snuff the rooster and Crimson was like uh and Talia who I love did the math and looked it up and said, oh, my mom used to listen to them. And then my hip broke. And then she looked and she's like, yeah. So they disbanded the year I was born. And Crimson yeah. looked over and said, oh, I was five. And I said, excuse me, I need to go throw myself off the balcony. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's there's... And, and these are people I love who I would totally be willing to be stranded on a desert island with, but yeah, there's, yeah. there's a point where, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, back to the, back to the letter.
1: Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I was just feeling old.
0: Yeah. I think it also got pretty hard emotionally to say no during the pandemic. A lot of people became aware. Uh,
1: oh God. Sorry. A border collie has oh, just come in. Yeah. It was high beamer. Yes, who's the bestest to, Beamer, Beamer, Beamer right I know? Yeah. You are okay. an excellent Beamer of, of, of beamerness. Yes, you should go. Yes. Come on, you don't need to be on Productivity Come on. He probably has lots of organizational tips that... You uh... just
0: don't understand them. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go on. Yes. I think it also got pretty hard emotionally saying no during the pandemic. A lot of people became aware of uh, how precarious their jobs are and also how vulnerable and valuable their families and friends are. Especially because this crisis apparently will never have an end date. It's easy to overextend yourself because everything seems so pressing. Um, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. But uh, I, I think one of the things I've been trying to do and I know you've been trying to do as well is find a balance. Um, like, great, you can currently go to the coffee shop. And don't have to hide in the kitchen and... Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, I got to spend time with friends in a place where we all knew we were vaccinated and safe. And it could, and it wasn't just standing across a parking lot, you know, with masks on saying,
1: I love you. Good? you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, yeah, you good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I will put
0: the eggs in the middle of the parking lot and then I will come back to my car and then you will come to that middle of the parking lot and put down the coffee beans and pick up the eggs. We actually did that. Yeah. With our friend. Yeah, it was like, yeah. okay. so um, but yeah, and and it's I'm sure as things progress, we'll we'll it's going to ebb and flow for a while.
1: I I suspect that for Mm -hmm. a fair number of years while I do have an itch to to travel and whatnot I I suspect that I will want to stay home more because yeah. just the 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 feeling that out there is a a big un- and and not not so much locally but just travel as big uncontrolled space that yeah yeah it, and it's it's I mean uh, agoraphobia is the only word I have and that's not quite it but it's like if you had an agoraphobia that was limited to your city or something you know
0: yeah
1: um like a a it's it's it, yeah mm-hmm. just you you always want to like keep home sort of in sight and be able to right, run back right. there it's it's like i don't know uh, i I want to go but I want to still know that you know I can see that I can see mom if I look or whatever you there's, know. A, there's a
0: safe space yeah there's absolutely a spot you can go to that you know is safe
1: yeah and yeah. and it's it's uh, I mean which which again I, I don't think this is terribly unreasonable I think we are all going to be fucked up by this for for many oh, yeah. years and and the, there is a lot of, of trauma involved even for those of us who, um like myself tend to be fairly resistant to being traumatized like yeah you you gotta work really hard to get through the oh yeah the essential shell of Ursula-ness that i exist in that's that's not a virtue incidentally it's just uh everything bounces off that not just trauma but
0: uh, <laughs> yeah
1: but uh yeah no there's 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 a lot that mm-hmm. we'll be unpacking for years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, better news, or, or, or different different take now, uh, from Dana, our favorite steampunk fantasy author uh, recurring guest. Um, I hope you and Ursula are keeping well. I need a bag so naturally I thought of you.
1: Oh, God, more bags.
0: I tend to keep things like shoes, backpacks, and tech until they are literally falling apart. Sound familiar?
1: I went shoe shopping for the first time in two and a half years uh, the weekend when you were out of town.
0: You went bra shopping for the first time in how many years while I was out of town?
1: Um, well, there was. I, I, I know I've been bra shopping more recently, not than shoe shopping, but it was probably like three years. But I hadn't been measured in a really long time, and I wasn't even thinking of getting measured, but I walked in and the nice woman was like looked at me, looked at my at what I was wearing at that exact moment, and said, How long has it been since you've been measured? And I was like, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: and she's like, let me get the tape measure. And then she measured me and she looked at it. And then she looked at me and said, Okay, so what size are you wearing now? And I said, 42 D and she was like, Yeah, um, you're a G. And then she sa- started to say, in some brands an H, and I said, shut your mouth. <laughs> and then she laughed and said, okay, we will, we will find you some, some Gs. You, you can do 42F if you want. I, yeah, I I, I was, oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, but they're really comfortable and they fit really well.
0: The old ones were kind of falling apart.
1: They provided merely emotional support.
0: Back to the letter. But
1: anyway, shoe shopping, yeah, Yeah. I hear Mm -hmm.
0: you. When we recently traveled and TSA checked my backpack, and I had to explain the special way you had to finagle the sort of broken zippers on it, and they, with very surly expressions, handed it back to me to handle, I decided it was time to get a new one. My husband has a really nice one he got for free from a tech conference he attended in the before times. It has a jar top style uh, of Hi the top. Hi,
1: Sita. Oh, yes.
0: A laptop pocket, a cool pack, snack section, and of course side pockets, little places for pens and small items like headphones, etc.
1: An elderly German shepherd just came in, I think, because she heard Kevin talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, she does that.
1: And all the, everyone likes Kevin because it's Kevin.
0: Um, back to the letter. I really like those features and wondered if, one, you can recommend any good companies. I try to order direct when I can instead of going through Amazon. And, two, what a good price point would be since the example I'm using was free and I have no idea how much a good quality bag like that should go for, and maybe it would be helpful to fellow listeners as well. Thanks so much for any bag-of-file insights you can provide.
1: So. Well, Kevin's going to go for a while and I'm
0: going to check Twitter. No, I'm not. I had already, I had responded and said, um because this was like two weeks ago, right? And I'm like, it's going to be two weeks before we get to the show. So if, look at the bag and see if it has the original manufacturer's tag on it. Uh, I have some great bags and I found out that, you know, in looking through the tags and the manufacturers that these are bags made specifically for that sort of giveaway market. So you can't really um, just buy one. Uh, but like also I have a, a bag from opensource.com. That's a great case logic bag and there are a lot of brands that are are made just specifically for uh that sort of thing where you will order 50 of them with your company logo or 120 or whatever some of my some of the best bags i have actually came for that way although i did send a whole bunch of bags off to the uh um uh, the local like swap used things swap because uh, it was time and uh, I'd run out of space for bags, but that's a whole other thing. Um, so my personal choices, uh, and the brands that I, I love and will have worked well for me over the years, uh, one, Equilibrium USG. Um, they are the brand I use, like, currently. They are my current bag. They're modular. I love them. Um Osprey, of course. They all of our all of our like big travel luggage is Osprey. They make fantastic travel bags, and of course Timbuktu, which is like I feel like my gold standard in um, laptop like crossbody bags or um, messenger bags. It's just that I can't, my shoulders can't really do a single strap bag anymore. Um, so like my current primary is an Equilibrium USG. Um, and I went into all the customization. Let's just say that I have a giant rooster on the, the faceplate cover of it, um, (laughs) because I couldn't help myself. Um, and, uh, I have a, um, generally like, a um, it's specifically a canvas and M51 engineer's bag as a grab and go. Like I took I took my one engineer's bag with me to the castle so that I could just like throw in a couple pens, a notebook and, you know, my iPad and go to the castle. Um, Cause I didn't need to take everything with me every day. So, but like the uh, equilibrium bag went with me, you know, that was my, this is the bag I, you know, sits in the car with me. This is the bag that has all of my, you know, must haves, cannot leave my person while I'm traveling stuff. So, um, so Dana wrote me back. And said, thank you so much for the info. I wanted to give you an update on my bag success. I looked at the maker of the Hubs bag like you recommended. It's a great little company called Orange Audio. Uh, they were apparently on Shark Tank at one point. After a lot of research and comparison, I ordered their uh, Penrin backpack and I'll, I'll put the link in the in the show notes. It fits all my D&D stuff plus my tablet and laptop and snacks and water bottle, and it feels really comfortable. Thank you again for all your great advice. I knew I was consulting the right person. Uh, thank you so much, Dana, for, for writing in and for following up so that I could share it with everybody. I can share both sides of it at the same time. So, yeah. That's everything. Yay. Woo! Yeah. Um, so thank you, Corey Tango, Sharon, uh, River, Rachel... Catherine, Adele, and, um, Dana. All right. So we will, um, we're going to take a quick break. I need like water and, uh, it's not dark enough to put the chickens away yet. So I think we'll wrap this up before I do that. Uh, in other news though, you can, uh, we'll, we'll have more for you right after this. First off, thank you again to everyone who wrote in, uh, whether I read your letter on air or not. Um, Especially thanks to Corey Tango, Sharon, Wiver, Rachel, Catherine, Adele, and Dana, because y'all are awesome. And, yeah, I mean, everybody who listens is awesome, but I'm going to shut up now.
1: Uh, Everyone who listens is awesome. We are also awesome, goddammit.
0: There you go. All right. So we have a word. yes. Because you you went on a tear, and it was a justified tear, I should say. Um, Our word this week is Rhode Island Red.
1: In memory of Cheapers, the rooster who beat the ever-loving shit out of me when I was a (laughs) small child.
0: Yeah. Um, Was he delicious at the end of the day, though?
1: I don't actually remember how tasty he was, but he was indeed uh, repurposed. Yeah. In such a way. Yeah.
0: Um... And thinking of repurposing things, uh, when you go to Productivity Alchemy to enter that badge code, you will see a link that says support. Yes. Um, Don't send your money to us. Repurpose that money for one of the wonderful charities that we love for you to support instead of giving us money. I mean, I don't turn down money, but...
1: uh, We're fine. We're doing great. Prefer you would give it to Uh, someone else. Stuff is good. You know, we we Mm -hmm. do not need it right now. We we are happy to continue to do this as a labor of love. Give it to someone who will do good with it. Right. And uh, this week uh, I am suggesting, since the IPCC report just came out and we're all in, you know, horror trauma, or, you know, a lot of us are in horror trauma. I'm actually pretty chill, but... Uh,
0: we've been, yeah, because we've been saying what the report said for years now.
1: Well, yeah, but nevertheless, it was completely understandable to be upset, yep. so uh, the... Uh, one that I suggest uh, that I learned about recently is the Coalition of Rainforest Nations, yes. and that is a group that uh, basically is a uh, works with a whole bunch of uh, countries that have rainforests, more or less. And they're like, you know, yes, we we go to their governments and say, let us give you money to preserve rainforests. Yeah. And, uh, you know, try to work with uh, local people to uh, so that they, you know, basically it's, <laughs> why don't we just pay you to keep the rainforest kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and of course many local people with rainforests are caught in the, well, I have to use the rainforest in ways that may be destructive or I starve to death or yes. my children starve to death, which is not a situation we... we that uh, uh, people should be put into, so it's like, how can we arrange things so that that is not the choice you need to make, how can we get uh, governments to support uh, anti-deforestation efforts, things like that, and so they work with the UN, Um, they're, they like, uh, it's basically, I don't know, I do not understand necessarily how many of these things work in the arcana of government, but... Something like 90% of the money winds up going back to the country in question. They have, uh, it's estimated they've, you know, managed to save a large amount of rainforest. I mean,
0: that's huge. Yeah. Right there, yeah.
1: And and the thing is that we talk about, uh, the numbers seem so small. It's like, uh, you know, Papua New Guinea has slow deforestation by half a percent or something and you're like half a percent is nothing but it's like okay but actually compared to what it was yeah that's that could be a lot you know stuff like that
0: yeah it's the the math that works out is yes half a if it's a million acres a half a percent is still um you know what
1: I don't know. I'm not like a mathematician. Five
0: hundred thousand acres, or something? No, so that would
1: be that would be fifty percent
0: of a million. Five hundred thousand. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So math
1: isn't your strong that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I have
0: calculators for that. Damn it. Yeah.
1: Anyway, the point <laughs> is that uh, they that everything I can find out by research is mm-hmm. that they are doing genuinely good. Uh, Uh, sort of work in hand and they're like, no, we don't go and set up an office in the country. Once you have an office, everything goes to hell. We send in a team. We're like, this is what we need. We have developed this particular protocol. You meet it. And, uh, you know, basically the UN agrees that you did it. You get a bunch of carbon credit things and that is turned into money. And we, and you get the money. It's like, cause you know, carbon credit stuff is so bizarre. They're like, no, we, we just want to God. give people money to not cut down rainforests because you can totally game the carbon credit system. So it's like, no, this is this is the, the thing. Anyway, so...
0: Carbon credits are the Bitcoin of environmentalism.
1: Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true because I feel like it was a good idea that has then been manipulated to hell, but it's also not a topic that I know enough about that I'm okay. comfortable, yeah. you know, uh, ruling on it, but the let us just... Give money to the people on the ground to just not have to cut down rainforest uh, yeah. is at the end of the day really the best you can do because people on the ground know exactly what the hell is going on with and yeah. what they need. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, no, we don't set up an office. We send in a team. We're like, you know, this is what we we want to do. This is you know what we uh, this is what gets the respective results we need. Tell us how to help, and yeah. so yeah. Uh, there's uh, a bunch of countries who which are involved. And so, anyway, Coalition of Rainforest Nations and...
0: Uh, yeah, um, rainforestcoalition.org. Yeah. yeah so.
1: And uh, Charity Navigator thinks they're great. So, woo.
0: Woo. And that's it for this week. So... Yes. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we will be back... Next week with, oh, my God, we get to to start in on the next round of uh, interviews. And I'm really excited, um, especially about next week's. Um, Althea is a wonderful person and was a great conversation. And you'll get that next week. So until then, um, do your best to, you know, stay productive.
1: I have a book due in two weeks. You do? I'm going to die.
0: You got this. It's fine.
1: Ditch next to Target.